0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Nicole, and you are listening to Pray the Word, and we are a podcast where we like to pray the Word of God in relationship with Him, believing with anticipation and expectation that He's going to answer. And it, it has been a joy to pray through um, this resource put out by Dwell app called Love's Pure Light With You. I feel like we have encountered him in different ways. Um, this particular um, devotional is different. Um, it really helps us to see our need of Jesus uh, before we get into the birth story of him. And I've just been really thankful because I feel like I really have gotten to dwell in who I was before Jesus again and my need of him. And really what he has done, not just for me, but for, uh, honestly, my family, the trajectory of my family has changed my sphere of influence, the world, Um, what Jesus has done to redeem his people because he loves us and he has a plan and that plan can't be thwarted even by our own sin. His plan cannot be thwarted. Um, I can bring delay into my life. I can bring... um, Obstacles into my life, um, and and miss a lot of blessings through my disobedience. But God's overall plan is still going to stand, and that gives me hope. Today, that really gives me hope. Um, and the other thing is that every time I repent and return, every time I repent and return, my life is back on the trajectory of getting to be a part of God's purposes and plans for my sphere of influence in my region, my state, my nation, my world. Every time I realign myself with God's purposes and plans, he says, yes, let's go. Um, Doesn't mean there aren't consequences. There are consequences to my sin, but God can still work through me to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in the world, and I get to be a part of it. And that's exciting. What a good God we have, really. Really. Um, So we are praying through, today is day 11. We are praying through Love's Pure Light. Again, this is a free PDF. You can find the link to it down in the notes. We're going to read through the scriptures and then pray through the devotional. The scriptures today are from Psalm 27, Malachi 2, and Luke 1. And we read from the Passion Translation and the New Living Translation. Psalm 27 David's poetic praise to God before he was anointed king. The Lord is my revelation light to guide me along the way. He is the source of my salvation to defend me every day. I fear no one. I'll never turn back and run from you, Lord. Surround and protect me. When evil ones come to destroy me, they will be the ones. They will be the ones who turn back my heart will not be afraid. Even if an army rises to attack, I know that you are there for me, so I will not be shaken. Here's the one thing I crave from God, the one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house and finding the sweet loveliness of his face filled with awe delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. And God, I thank you that David's prayer is our reality. It's our reality. You live with us. We live so close to you that our every prayer you take pleasure in. God, I thank you so much. Um, it's true that we can live that way you live within us and you hear our every prayer and we want to align our lives in such a way god that everything that we pray is so aligned with you that you take pleasure every everything in everything we pray in his shelter in the day of trouble that's where you'll find me for he hides me there in his holiness He has smuggled me into his secret place where I'm kept safe and secure, out of reach from all my enemies. Triumphant now, I'll bring him my offerings of praise, singing and shouting with ecstatic joy. Yes, listen, and you can hear the fanfare of my shouts of praise to the Lord. God, hear my cry. Show me your grace. Show me your mercy and send the help I need. Lord, when you said to me, seek my face, my inner being responded, I'm seeking your face with all my heart. So don't hide yourself, Lord, when I come to find you. You're the God of my salvation. How can you reject your servant in anger? You've been my only hope. So don't forsake me now when I need you. My father and mother abandoned me. I'm like an orphan, but you took me in and made me yours. Now teach me about all your ways and tell me what to do. Make it clear for me, clear for me to understand, for I am surrounded by waiting enemies. Don't let them defeat me, Lord. You can't let me fall into their clutches. They keep accusing me of things that I've never done while they plot evil against me. Yet I totally trust you to rescue me one more time. So that I can see once again how good you are while I'm still alive. And here's one thing I've learned through it all don't give up, don't be impatient, be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for He will never disappoint you. Malachi 2 Are we not all children? of the same Father? Are we not all created by the same God? Then why do we betray each other, violating the covenant of our ancestors? Judah has been unfaithful, and a detestable thing has been done in Israel and in Jerusalem. The men of Judah have defiled the Lord's beloved sanctuary by marrying women who worship idols. May the Lord cut off from the nation of Israel every last man who has done this, and yet brings an offering to the Lord of heaven's armies. Here's another thing you do. You cover the Lord's altar with tears, weeping and groaning because He pays no attention to your offerings and doesn't accept them with pleasure. You cry out, Why doesn't the Lord accept my worship? I'll tell you why. Because the Lord witnessed the vows you and your wife made when you were young. But you have been unfaithful to her, though she remained your faithful partner, the wife of your marriage vows. Didn't the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and spirit, you are his. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. So guard your heart. Remain loyal to the wife of your youth. For I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel. To divorce your wife is to overwhelm her with cruelty, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. So guard your heart and do not be unfaithful to your wife. You have wearied the Lord with your words. How have we wearied Him, you ask? You have wearied Him by saying that all who do evil are good in the Lord's sight and He is pleased with them. You have wearied Him by asking, where is the God of justice? God in our in our western sensibilities this is a hard portion of scripture But you are the same yesterday today and forever and you have said you hate divorce you hate the breaking of covenant you hate the unfaithfulness of one spouse to another God because it's a reflection of your your love for us your covenant with us, marriage is a reflection of that. Marriage is a microcosm. It's a small example of Christ in the church. And our unfaithfulness to you, God, um, looks like a spouse's unfaithfulness to the other. God, I thank you. I thank you for forgiveness, but it doesn't change the fact that you hate it you hate unfaithfulness god that's why you sent jesus one of the reasons why you sent jesus is to cleanse us from the sin of unfaithfulness whether to our spouse or to others in the body of christ other covenants that we have broken lord in different ways you paid a high price for it god you are holy we are not (laughs) you are holy we are not And finally, in Luke 1. During the reign of King Herod the Great over Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah who served in the temple as part of the priestly order of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also from a family of priests, being a direct descendant of Aaron. They were both lovers of God living virtuously and following the commandments of the Lord fully. But they were childless, since Elizabeth was barren, and now they both were quite old. One day while Zechariah's priestly order was on duty and he was serving as priest, it happened by the casting of lots, according to the custom of the priesthood, that the honor fell upon Zechariah to enter into the holy place and burn incense before the Lord. A large crowd of worshippers had gathered to pray outside the temple at the hour when incense was being offered. All at once, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing just to the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was startled and overwhelmed with fear, but the angel reassured him, saying, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God is showing grace to you. For I have come to tell you that your prayer for a child has been answered. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to name him John. His birth will bring you much joy and gladness, and many will rejoice because of him. He will be one of the great ones in the sight of God. He will drink no wine or strong drink, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even while still in his mother's womb and he will persuade many in israel to convert and turn back to the lord their god he will go before the lord as a forerunner with the same power and anointing as elijah the prophet he will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers in tenderness back to their children and the hearts of the disobedient back to the wisdom of their righteous fathers and he will prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. Idleness is the enemy of the soul. Rule of Saint Benedict. If you've ever hosted guests for a meal you know the routine. For hours prior to their arrival you diligently prepare the food, meticulously clean your home, and make yourself ready to welcome them when they arrive. If you succeed, all of this will appear effortless as though you just happened to throw it all together at the last minute. The aim is to be ready and waiting. With the preparation and hard work behind you, all that is left is to turn your attention fully to the guests of honor. In many ways, Advent is the cooking and cleaning that must be done to properly welcome our guest this is not work for work's sake busy just to be busy or a superficial concern with appearance no it is paradoxically the path to true freedom and rest when proper preparations are made we can live with a singular focus and devotion not concerned with the weight of the world or duties of our lives Preparation of heart and mind allows us to attend to Christ at His coming. We lay aside all earthly cares in order to offer Him our full attention and devotion. Do not mistakenly conflate busyness with faithfulness, nor idleness with peace of soul. We must learn to be perfectly at rest while remaining fully attentive only then, in the words of Luke 1, will we be a people prepared for the Lord. God, I thank you for this realignment as to what Advent is. I think up to this point, Lord, personally, I've been um, in some ways striving because I have wanted to get something, I think. I wanted to receive something from you in this season of advent. And I I think I felt like advent was the event as opposed to the expectation of the event. The event is celebrating the birth of Jesus. And and on those days, the 24th and the 25th, glorifying him and celebrating him and him being the talk of our conversation. The days leading up to that is expectation and anticipation, much like we prepare our house when we know people are coming over. Got it. Thank you for that. Thank you. In my house today, Lord, actually, today is a day where I'm cleaning before um, having my family come for Christmas. And this is very relevant for me, Lord. Um, there are couches that I'm going to clean behind and things that are going to be uncovered, uncovered that haven't been seen in quite a while. (laughs) And I think I'm going to be appalled at some things, Lord, and other things I'm just so glad to really scrub and clean. And me as the one who is going in to clean, I'm not angry or upset. I'm just thankful to get rid of it. And Father, thank you I feel like your gifts of repentance are in the same way, that you give us gifts of repentance because you want us to turn and be clean, like you have made us clean, and to receive your your cleansing once again, God. Help our hearts to be prepared, Lord, in the same way that um, we prepare our homes, God, to receive guests, allowing you to unturn, overturn every couch cushion. <laughs> every corner, every cobweb, to look under every table, every um, piece of furniture, to, to get everything up and out, God, to prepare the ways for our special guests in the same way, God, do that, do that in our hearts, I pray, this week, today, in Jesus' name, prayer for the week. Merciful God, who sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation, oh, give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Reflective Practice It is impossible to focus on Christ and judge others at the same time. Ha! <laughs> it is impossible to focus on Christ and judge others at the same time. Today, fast from gossip and resist the urge to speak ill of your brother or sister. Instead, when you feel tempted to give voice to your criticism, pray the Jesus Prayer, remembering your own need for mercy and forgiveness. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.